This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Kaboom! If you thought four hours a day, 1,200 minutes a week was enough, think again. He's the last remnants of the old republic. A sole bastion of fairness. He treats crackheads in the ghetto gutter the same as the rich pill poppers in the penthouse. Wow. The clearinghouse of hot takes break free for something special. The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller starts right now. In the air everywhere. Back in the podcast dojo on a Friday fun day, but the podcast is there whenever you listen. So a lot of people do listen the day we upload the podcast, which would be today, but you can listen whenever. And today is a magical day, a amazing day on the Fifth Hour podcast with myself, Ben Maller, and Danny G Radio. If you listen to this podcast on a semi-regular basis, you know that the white whale, the elusive white whale. Racist that we have attempted to get on this podcast multiple times has finally landed. Brian Billick. Brian Billick. Brian Billick. Brian Billick. I'm not available. Please leave a message. (laughs) Yes. Brian Billick, the Super Bowl winning coach of the Baltimore Ravens, guiding that great Ravens defense back in 2000 to a Super Bowl championship. And we attempted multiple times to get Brian on the podcast, and it has not worked out. But he is joining us right now. This man spent nine years on the sidelines in Baltimore and many other years after he left coaching as a broadcaster for Fox and the NFL Network. I have had him on Fox Sports Radio in the past. And we did the Blitz, myself and Tom Looney. I'm Tom Looney. And we had Brian on, and we would tell stories about his time in the Air Force, and he was too tall to become a fighter pilot, so he left the Air Force. He appeared on an episode of the Match Game 
uh, some random factoids like that. But we're mostly going to stick to football. But let's welcome in right now the man of the hour, former NFL head coach Brian Billick joins us here on the fifth hour with Ben Maller and Danny G. Coach Billick, welcome. And it's great to finally have you on. You've done all kinds of different things. Uh, how do you like being a pundit? <laughs> well, it's a lot easier. It's and it's great having all the answers. You know, it's uh, that from that standpoint. Um, you know, obviously, uh, the work I did at Fox and the NFL Network was great. It's fun. Enjoyed staying around the game that way. Now I'm just uh, do, do a little bit of radio and uh, uh, not not as involved with it. But it's great to still, you know, keep up with the league and what's going on. So I went to Minnesota for the first time actually a few months ago. I'd not been to Minnesota. It was a it was amazing. It's, it's so oh, it's so beautiful there. It's it's wild. It's gorgeous, and the weather the weather is just just outstanding, particularly in the summer when you see so much heat around the country. We're up near the uh, Canadian border, uh, and it's uh, we just we just love it. The temperature's fabulous. Got some great golf up here. Um, just we're kind of removed from the hustle and bustle, so we love it up here. Yeah, it's great. Actually, I went to Duluth as well. Uh, yeah. I, uh, went around. yeah, we're about an hour and a half north of Duluth. Oh wow! And uh, you're right there on the Lake Superior, yeah, great area. Yeah, it's, it it was it was I was I, I didn't know what to expect. I've you know lived in Southern California, been to the East Coast a bunch, but I was like really impressed uh, by Minnesota. Have have you? Do you live there year round, or are you? I know you. Uh, no, no, we're here. Uh, we're here for the summer, so I'm not okay. sure you want to be up here in February and January. I mean, it's minus minus forty, minus fifty. So that's uh, yeah, that's only for the uh, true hardy Minnesotans. Yeah. Uh, so we uh, we head back to Columbus, Ohio, where my grandkids are, and uh, uh, during the winter, and then uh, travel a little bit and get to Florida and Arizona and California and play a little golf in the winter. So, uh, but being up here from May till about October is just just outstanding. Yeah, it is. It is awesome. So I, I wanted to ask you, you: you coached the Ravens all those years. One of your former players, I saw Terrell Suggs, is going into the Ring of Honor uh, for the team. Do you? Do you have a favorite story from from coaching him early in his career there in Baltimore? Anything stand out? Uh, oh, yeah, Terrell. Terrell was quite a player. You know, he was so, he was so young when he came out. He didn't even have a driver's license. And I remember, you know, and and so there's a maturation process that goes on. And you're walking around the plane when we're going on a long trip to play a game. And the players at that time had their little DVD players and and uh, uh, their own particular you know screens, and they're going to watch what they're going to watch and a wide variety of things. I walk by and see Terrell. He's watching a Disney. He's watching a Disney movie, you know? And, and so he was quite a dichotomy in terms of uh, who and what he was. And, uh, but what a phenomenal player and, and very gratifying to see obviously his growth, his maturation to where he really became one of the team leaders and uh, very, very fitting that he's going into the ring of honor. Yeah, another guy that you coach, Shannon Sharp, has become one of the most prominent figures in in sports media. Uh, he, I guess, he just traded Skip Bayless for uh, for Stephen A. Uh, big TV news there. Uh, when you were when you were coaching Shannon uh, in Baltimore, did you have an inkling that that was in his future that he was going to go into oh, TV? Oh yeah, that. That personality, you've all seen the clips of Shannon and you knew he was going to be destined for that. Uh, you know, Shannon, between Shannon and I, we could gobble up the air in a room pretty quickly. Uh, and so Shannon, you knew that personality now, and but did not know that obviously once he got into media that he would have as broad 
uh, a perspective. You know, I thought he might go to one of the NFL entities and, and, and focus on the NFL, but to do the national show that he did for all those years um, with Skip Bayless and now I get evidently with uh, uh, Stephen A., um, yeah, I mean, his his comprehensive knowledge of sports. And he's not going to be shy of an opinion. And he's going to give you give it to you. And it's usually going to be pretty entertaining. So, uh, yeah, it's been great to follow Shannon since he left football. Were those Ravens teams? I mean, you, you coached in Minnesota as well. You've been you know, had a long career in coaching. But the personalities on that Baltimore team with, uh, you know, you mentioned yeah, we had a, you had a group, didn't you? We had a few. You know, I always said we had a lot of we had a lot of characters in Baltimore, but we had a lot of character too. And and particularly on that Super Bowl team. Uh and, and when you talk about the person, whether it be Shannon Sharp, whether it be Ray Lewis, we had Rod Woodson on the back end, a Hall of Famer, uh, you know, Michael McCrary and Peter Bullwater outside on the edges, Trent Dilbert court. I mean, we had we had a lot of guys and, and it did have a lot of personality. Uh and the way they would come together as a team, it was it was fun to be around. Now, Brian, when you when you were in Minnesota, you coached one of the great offensive teams as the offensive coordinator. I think it was your, your last year in Minnesota, and then you got the Ravens job. But was it in Baltimore? The perception I know you had some decent offensive teams, but the perception was that was all defense. It was one of the great defenses of all time. How odd was that coming from what you had in Minnesota, where you guys would just score a zillion points, and then you go to Baltimore and you guys were winning games mostly because of defense? It seemed. Yeah, it took a little getting used to, you know, and for me to recognize that indeed that is the way that you could win. You know, we had such talent and and, and had developed such a history uh, defensively. We we're so dominant, not just good defenses, but dominant defense, greatest of all time type defenses. So you you play to that strength. And it took me a while, particularly in the first year, to recognize just how incredible this defense was and that you had to play to that. Run the ball, don't turn the ball over. We could win a lot of football games, including a Super Bowl. So yeah, it uh, it was kind of fitting. You know, the football gods are kind of funny to give uh, to give me uh, the defensive teams that I had in Baltimore and give a guy like Tony Dungy the offensive teams he had in Indianapolis. So, you know, it's kind of funny that fate's going to take a hand at some point. But it was uh, it was it was great to be around, and and I was very blessed to just kind of be around the fact that we you know we had the highest scoring offense in the history of the National Football League in Minnesota, and then the lowest scoring defense in the history of the National Football League in, in Baltimore. So being around those extremes was was fascinating. Yeah, quite the juxtaposition. And, and Brian, do you think that could work, the defense? There's this perception that you can't win that way, the way your, your Ravens teams were so successful there, that you have to have the elite offense. In the current state of the NFL – what is your position on that? Could you win on a team uh, that was mostly lopsided towards defense in today's game? I think it's harder. You certainly want good defense, and that's a big part of it, and that balance. Every coach wants to have that kind of balance. But with today's rules and the nature of the game, uh, you got to remember back then, in our Super Bowl, I think, in New England, where they were defensive dominated, but we were in a, uh, we were in a transition. We were transitioning out of, at that time, the great quarterbacks of that day, whether it be a, a Joe Montana, a Steve Young, a Troy Aikman, I mean, the list goes on and on. We had not yet come into the beginning of those, those great quarterbacks, whether it be a Peyton Manning and a Drew Brees and an Aaron Rodgers. So there was kind of a void of great quarterback play. So defense could win and could dominate. We are so deep in good quarterback play right now. I think when you look around the league right now, what's going to make this, this year very interesting, I think there's just so many contenders. 
And and when you talk about the best teams in the league, you're usually talking about, okay, who has the best quarterbacks? And I think we're in as good of, of deep quarterback, good deep quarterback play as, as we've been in this league ever. And with that being said, though, is Patrick Mahomes still out in front by a wide margin? Even though there are a bunch of great quarterbacks, the the you look at the run the Chiefs are on, where they're either in the conference championship game, winning the Super Bowl, or losing the Super Bowl. I mean, they're in they're in that that area where the Patriots were uh, back with Brady, where they're just kind of in contention every single year. Is Mahomes on an island ahead of everyone else, or is it closer than that? Well, I, I think there's some other great quarterback play as well, but there's no denying the success and, and, and the unique talents of, you know, he may not be on an island, but he's in the cul-de-sac. There's a few other back in there, you know, that, uh, the, but yes, his, his truly unique way of, of, of getting his team in position uh, to be so explosive offensively is, is uh, yeah, it's something spectacular. And, and they're going to be atop the AFC for some time. They're going to be the team the teams have to have to come. You're going to have to go through Kansas City if you're going to win uh, the AFC and go on to a Super Bowl. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Now, we're not that far away from the start of this season, and the team that is getting the most hype, Brian, uh, the New York Jets seem to be the the glamour team here for the media. A lot of attention. Aaron Rodgers coming over. Are you buying the Jets this year as a playoff team? Yeah, I think so, particularly when you look uh, in the division, you look at the nature of the AFC. Like I said, I think we were five, six, seven teams deep in both the NFC and the AFC in terms of teams that have a legitimate claim to be being playoff caliber, maybe Super Bowl caliber team. The Jets, I think, are a good, solid football team. They were quarterback, a really good quarterback away from being a team that could be uh, talked about at that echelon. And certainly when you throw in an Aaron Rodgers, who still is maybe the best quarterback uh, in, the, in the game right now, we'll see. You know, obviously he's getting in the back end of his career. But Aaron Rodgers was known, particularly in the last eight, nine years in Green Bay, of taking whatever receiving group they threw at him there in Green Bay and molding it into a great productive offense. Now he's doing it with an entire team with the Jets. So 
Uh, yeah, I, I think they're, they're clearly going to be right there. It's going to be a competitive division. Obviously, when you look at, uh, uh, you know, look at the AFC, it has to, you have to look at through who are going to be the, the division winners. It begins with that, even though it's an expanded playoff field. And you know, certainly Buffalo is the top of that division. Uh, but after that, I think it's a scramble in terms of where is Miami and New England. Obviously, you throw the Jets into that mix. So I think, yeah, I think they're legitimately thought of as a playoff caliber team. But what's your what's your take, Brian, though, on the the Jets? I know the Rams did this a couple of years ago where they added some big names. They won the Super Bowl. But there there's this, this great debate that you can't do what the Jets are doing right now. It's not going to work. I know you think they're a playoff team, but – they have added so many players. They made such drastic changes at key positions. Uh, you coached in the league a long time. Uh, you know how how does that work when you change that much from season to season? And are, are you on the the camp that it will work and and it's fine? You can do it and everything's okay. Or is this problematic? No, I think you can. You know, it, it's it is a task to bring a number of different personalities and the team together in a short period of time to get them to produce. And, and play together as a team compared to a team that maybe has some more longevity to it or has been together. But again, it comes back to the quarterback. It comes back to what you look at what, what Tom Brady did in Tampa Bay and the way they brought it together there. So when you're talking about a, a future Hall of Fame quarterback like Aaron Rodgers um, and, and being at the spearhead of this talent that they've brought in, uh, Joe Douglas, the general manager with this in Baltimore, does an outstanding job. I mean, Joe's just a grinder, and and he has grinded out a lot of talent there uh, to put around Aaron Rodgers and playing some pretty good defense. Obviously, the, the head coach, Robert Sala, is known for his defensive promise. So, uh, yeah, I, I see no reason why they can't come together and be that team, particularly when you're you look at it being an Aaron Rodgers. Now, you coached uh, Randy Moss with the Vikings. You were the offensive coordinator there. Randy, uh, Hall of Famer, amazing. Uh, but also, there were some issues from time to time with Randy off the field. I bring that up because uh, there's an interesting story, and you would be the perfect guy to ask about this. Stephon Diggs in Buffalo. There have been a few uh, kind of minor things. Uh, you know, Some people around the Bills say there's nothing to see here. Everything's fine. Uh, he had some issues with the Vikings, Stephon Diggs, uh, when he was there. Uh is this going to be an underlying condition for the Bills this year? And and just talk about you know having a player like that on your roster and that could rock the boat. Well, it can, obviously, in terms of the personality. And it seems to be the wide receiver position is one where it tends to focus. They seem to have the kind of personality. Now, when I had Randy, he was a rookie. And he was, he was phenomenal to be around. He was very driven to prove the people that didn't draft him that they were wrong. He had a great mentor in Chris Carter. Uh, later on in his career, is you know obviously things uh, happen a certain way, and and uh, I think Stephon Diggs is an outstanding talent. I think he's on a if he were on a lesser team, I think it could be a problem. But the fact that he's on a, a good solid football team uh, with a great head coach and Sean McDermott that knows how to keep that team's mentality uh, going in the right direction, and he's got a great quarterback in Josh Allen, uh, who's who's obviously proven his chops now. They certainly have a good working relationship. So, yeah, I, I, you know, it, it, it can be an issue. You know, it's not an issue until it is. And and, and when you hit that that uh, tough spot uh, in the season when things aren't going good, uh, you have to be careful that it doesn't spin out of control. But I think they got the elements in place uh, and are a good enough team. Yeah, it, it may not be a problem. 
what's that dynamic like? I, I think there's a great Casey Stango quote about coaching. He was talking about coaching in baseball, and you have to keep like the five guys that you have, you know, half the locker room might not like you, half the locker room likes you, and then you have to keep the other guys kind of, you know, on you, away from the ones that don't like you. What, what is it like juggling the, the personalities in a – in a, a locker room situation, and how much of that is reality, and how much of that is you know, it's just hey, it's a job, and guys show up, and you don't have to deal with it. Well, it's a, it's a larger dynamic than when you look at basketball, which is very much in that in terms of okay, I've got to keep this core of uh, of guys happy, pointing in the right direction. The ref will go along. You're gatekeepers. Uh, baseball, obviously, when you're talking about the numbers, football, you're talking about a much larger dynamic, much larger team, more personalities involved. But having said that, yeah, you're going to have a core of guys uh, that you've got to make sure that you are on the same page. We just talked about the Jets. They're bringing together a lot of different personalities. So that's part of it as well. But but the lead dog is clearly Aaron Rodgers. So clearly, uh, as the head coach, you better be on the same page as as an Aaron Rodgers. Uh, uh, Sean McDermott, we talked about in, in Buffalo. Uh, you better be on the same page of you know with, with Josh Allen. And then on the defensive side, when you have guys like a, a Vaughn Miller and a Micah Hyde, you know, the guys that are going to lead your team. Yeah, you better make sure that your gatekeepers are guys that you're all on the same page to help the others kind of follow along and follow suit. Yeah, for sure. I'm going to go back to the quarterbacks. One of the other interesting stories this year is the great unknown with Brock Purdy. This guy was a sensation with the Niners, Brian. He was amazing. And, and nobody expected anything of him where he was drafted out of Iowa State. He played great, but now he's got to come back and do it again in year number two. What is your position on how Brock Purdy is going to do with the Niners? Well, there's no reason to think he's not going to play great like he has up to the point we got turned, hurt rather. I, it's amazing to me that, that, you know, the last player taken in the 2022 draft was a quarterback that's starting along with the first two players taken in the 2023 draft, the young, you know, Bryce Young and CJ Stroud, uh, just the dichotomy of, of, of where Stroud and, and Young were taken and then a Brock Purdy shows you just how unique this league is in terms of finding that unique talent at the quarterback position. San Francisco is, is a championship caliber team. They've been on that, you know, run for a while. Brock Purdy, I think, orchestrates the offense perfectly for what Kyle Shanahan wants. Um, I don't want to say he's just a manager. That's that's disrespectful to his talents because he's certainly better than that. Uh, and an interesting story for them because they drafted a Trey Lance in 2021 with the number one pick overall. How about that? You got the number one pick, uh, uh, your number one pick overall in 2021 and your last pick in 2022, and that's the guy that's starting for you. So that's an interesting dynamic in terms of whether they keep a Trey Lance around. I know they got Sam Donald on, the, on their roster as well, but – uh, the way they play defense and, and the talent that they have, um, you know, with George Kittle, and then they got uh, Kusak in the, on the backfield with him, and then uh, Samuel uh, Debo Samuel, you know, and the way he operates both outside and out of the uh, backfield. I mean, it, it's some unique talent. They're a good football team, and Brock Purdy is built exactly for what Kyle Shanahan wants to do in San Francisco. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. 
With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. And Brian, what, what's this scouting process like? When you were the head coach and all that, how much how much of a role did you play in that? And how inexact the science is that? I mean, there's so much so much time and energy spent on the NFL draft, and it's a big deal. I know you worked at the NFL Network, where it was a huge thing and all, and whatnot. But it's such an inexact science. Like, what's your position on the the scouting of college players? Well, it's just that, and it, it, it it's such a unique player that you, you go back to the old producer adage of nobody knows anything. I wrote a book called The Q Factor that documented just that. That, that with Even in today's game with the analytics and all the information we have, it's a, you take a guy in the first round, it's a 50-50 crapshoot. And you look at the three guys taken this year in, in Young, Stroud, and Anthony Richardson. History tells us that one, maybe two of those guys are not going to be successful. Now, I don't know which, which one. Uh, they all have the credentials and look like they could be great pros. But history tells you that, you know, it, it's a combination of uh, obviously basic skills. Can it translate to the NFL? Does it match with what the team is doing? So you look at, you know, Brock Purdy's a perfect example. I, I don't know if he'd have the same success anyplace else, but he fits perfectly in what they're doing in San Francisco. So, yeah, it is a very inexact science, uh, and but you got to get it right. And, and if you're going to win it, you pretty much have to have one of those guys. He doesn't have to necessarily be a Hall of Famer. But you better have a guy that can produce regularly from that position. And, and to get that guy, typically, notwithstanding the, the Brock Purdy's and, 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 uh, the like that, 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 you know, uh, that come in Tom Brady's, which are outliers, um, you're pretty much going to have to go get them early in the draft. Yeah, for sure. I also, I wanted to run by your position on the running backs. You coached some good running backs. You had Jamal Lewis in Baltimore, for example, but there's a lot of grumbling. The running back position's been devalued. The guys have been complaining around the NFL as we get into the end of the exhibition season and the start of the the, uh, the regular season. Uh, they're not getting paid enough. Like, is there a solution to the running back quagmire in the NFL, Brian? Well, I, I don't think it's a matter of devaluing. Um, I think what it comes down to is you you can get productivity at the running back position. Um, without a top draft choice or spending a lot of money in it. That's, that's, I mean, you got to follow the money and they can complain that uh, running backs are better than that. And they, and they ought to be paid better. And I understand that. And when you're talking about your best running backs uh, uh, in the league, uh, but typically what we have found is not that they're devalued, 
but that you can get value later in the draft. Um, you, you look at a guy like Nick Chubb, who, who was a second round pick and, and, and he's right there with the, with the, the best running backs in the, in the league. You know, uh, uh, Derrick Henry, who was a first round pick, Saquon Barkley. I got it, you know, uh, but then right there, there's guys like, uh, Miles Sanders, um, that, that was a second round pick. So it's not a matter of devaluing the running back position. It's just that you can, you can be successful in the running game with a running back by committee. You can get value in the second, third round. You don't have to pay top dollar. And certainly guys like Derrick Henry and, 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 uh, Josh Jacobs are outstanding and you'd love to have them. And there is a level of productivity. Um, but you don't necessarily have to pay the top dollar to, to manufacture that level of productivity. So it's, it's bookkeeping, right? It's a little bookkeeping mixed with the, the other stuff. Uh, and, uh, if you were in charge of this whole operation, this monstrosity that is the NFL, if I made you the, the power broker, is there one thing you would change if you had one day on the job? And you were the czar of the NFL. What would you change? Well, I don't know. They've done such a great job of creating just this unbelievable product uh, that is entertaining. Uh, it's exciting. It engages the fans, not only just on game day, but the entire week. I really do think the league has done about everything they can to keep the players as safe as possible in what is a very physical, violent game. Um and, and I think that, you know, the, the league, or I should say the game, has followed the interests of the fans. If it's offensive dominated, if it's big play dominated, that's because that's what the fans want. The fans want. And it's, it's good. For, it's a good TV. Uh, I do worry that, that now with the length of the season and, and they're talking about even expanding it in the playoff field, um, I think we're right at that edge, that saturation point. But, but boy, I, I, you could be proven wrong because it seems like there is no limit for the interest in uh, in pro football and, and, and following it. I guess if I uh, if there was anything I'd look back at the college, I wish the college game could get its crap together because with the NIL and the and the, uh, the portal and all that, college football, in my opinion, is a mess, and it's got to be brought under control somehow. Yeah, and there's going to be, what, two conferences, Brian? When this thing gets done, it's going to be the Big Ten, as far as the power conferences, like the Big Ten and the Southeastern Conference, and then that's... Yeah, I think they're going to, I think they're following, they're going to eventually follow the NFL mode, where we're going to end up with two conferences, probably with, I don't know, 14, 18 teams, maybe 20 teams each in these super conferences, and and, uh, you're either going to be a part of that or you're not, may even be separate from the NCAA. Um but it needs to get there because right now it's it's the wild wild west and and uh, I'm, I'm concerned about college football. Yeah, it is crazy times for sure. And but one thing all college football players and all NFL players need is shoulder pads, Brian. I understand you've been doing some work uh, with X Tech uh, involving uh, the shoulder pads. Can you tell me about that a little bit? Yeah, very proud. But over a decade, you know, with the number one pad in, in pro football, over 80% of the players in pro football wear the pad, number one in top colleges. Guys like Justin Herbert, Aaron Donald, Josh Allen, Justin Jefferson, are all in X-Tech pads. Programs like at USC, Oklahoma, Auburn, Ohio State, all in, and then the prominent high school programs, modern day, Bishop Gorman, Westlake, Katie, uh, Westlake and Katie, all, all in, um, X-Tech pads. Why? Because they're the best pads in, 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 a, in a game that needs to protect our players. We're at a time of the season right now where 
parents need to be mindful of. These young players are coming into the game right now are just getting handy down old pats, and, and they need to be invested in the process. Uh, 100% American-made. You can get it uh, delivered, uh, ordered and delivered in a day. Um, you go to other pad companies, it takes four to five weeks. We're 100% American-made. And they're basically form-fitted pads. In the old days, big guys got big pads, old guys got little pads. But today, these pads, given the uh, database that we have now, they're basically made based on your size, your weight, your level of play, your injury history, what position you play. These are the pads that our young people need to be in in this great game. Yeah, Brian, when I played you know, uh, a while ago now, it was uh, one size fits all pretty much, right? As you said. No, well, big guys had big yeah, yeah big guys yeah. had big, big pads, yeah. little guys had little pads. But they, uh, parents need to go to xtechpads.com and check it out because these are the pads our young people need to be in. Absolutely. Hey, Brian, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. Enjoy Minnesota, and uh, we'll have right. it again. Thank you. Okay. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.